Hello, Shelby. I'm so glad to have you here on the podcast today. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. So Shelby came to me, what was it, almost three months ago. And this was, I think it was the end of February. And we decided to kind of um, heal her from the inside out. We really had to dive into a lot of healing foods and ways that she could um, get through that that part that that really hard stuff that she was going through when she first came to me we had to energetically figure out a way specific for her to get through that so Shelby I just want you to kind of give everyone an overview of where you were at you know physically mentally spiritually when you first came to me um and just kind of give them that visual that overview where you were at So I really didn't actually even know where I was whenever I talked to you. I wasn't even like, I I went into this kind of like, well, I have no other options like shit. And then I will never forget our first call when you asked me like, who did you seek more from in your life, your mom or your dad? And like how that first question like stemmed through so much shit that made so much sense. And like it. It, it was literally like a, holy fuck. Was she, what? what? Mm-hmm. It made me like speechless kind of when we talked about it because I never really thought like all of these things that happened in my past were, were the reasons why I do the certain things that I did. Mm-hmm. So I was completely, I could say like whenever I, when we first had our call, I was completely lost. Like I was so lost. Mm-hmm. And every time that you would give me stuff to do or talk to think about, I'm like, bruh (laughs) like this makes so much sense and it made me so much more aware of what I was thinking and doing Mm -hmm. because before I just did shit like oh it's it's either it's like it's a pattern or I do it all the time I'm used to it I'm comfortable with it whatever I never really was able to control myself and control like my thoughts and and be able to be free-spirited or be able to feel free in my own life and then like going through it all and like actually talking about it because you don't talk about things that happen to you when you're younger like oh it's over with you think you're over it mm-hmm. you push it so far down and then you start talking about stuff and you're like this actually does still bother me like this is so crazy that this has connection to this and yeah and your constant grief. Yeah, and it's like that ripple effect um, Mm -hmm. in your life. So it starts really young, and that's when we start to push it down. And that's the scary part because you think back and you're like, oh, my God, I went through this extremely traumatic event, and I just brushed it off, and I just pushed it to the side and and moved on. And Mm -hmm. it, it makes me really sad for, like, that inner child in us. Like that, just think back on, you know, the five-year-old, the six-year-old that really needed some grief and love. Like they needed to get through it at that time, but we're so unconscious at that age. And whenever we're getting older, it just becomes a pattern and it becomes something that's normal to us. And it's like, it, it was really cool whenever I did ask you that question, because I do remember your reaction. You were just like what 
like you were just so surprised at the question because, you know, we don't think about that. We don't think about how much our mm-hmm. environment from a really young age affects us so much energetically, mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, the foods that we eat, the things that we watch, the things that we do, the people we're associated with, that all comes from environment. And from a young age, like we are just taught this is normal. And Mm -hmm. if you're also, if you're around people who are also like that, where they're kind of suppressing their emotions, they don't want to think about their trauma. They don't want to go to therapy. They don't want to talk about that stuff. It's going to also be you when you when you get older and get to that age too. And I, I'm so happy. And it was also crazy because you came to me with with health. Like we, we wanted to get your health on track. And we wanted to move forward with that. Get your nutrition and everything going. And we just started diving into all of this. And it was like that wasn't even a problem anymore. Once we once once we fixed all these things and healed all this all this stuff that we had uncovered, so I want to dive into a little bit of the specifics of what we covered and what really really helped you. And I remember we talked about boundaries for the first. Um, it was a couple weeks after we started, but at first boundaries was kind of. A, it was an uncomfortable topic for us to discuss and it was kind of like a weird thing you were like I don't know what that is I don't know how to do that and then you know naturally you kind of just started to discover your own way of making those boundaries so if if you can can you just explain to everyone kind of like now you probably have your own definition of that right like you know what your boundaries and your standards are for yourself and for your self care who you're going to let into your space and kind of what you're available for and we can kind of go into that story too um yeah so go into that a little bit because i think that's really really helpful so when you told me like okay, you have to make boundaries. I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, what do you mean? Like, I know what a boundary is, obviously, but how do you set a boundary for someone that you care about or love about? Like, boundaries people that are your, that are your acquaintances or people that you don't really know where it's pretty easy, but, like, people that you care about and you love about making those kind of boundaries was really confusing for me because I was like, I love these people. I don't want to hurt their feelings, but at the same time, like, I can't deal with this stuff. Like, I can't even... I can't even deal with my own self. Like my cup is empty. I have nothing in it to give and I don't, I need to find my own place. So once I started realizing like I can separate, like I think my thoughts were okay. Like explaining it to people. Like I can't, I love you, but I can't handle this. I can't, I have to put this boundary down. I have to draw this line for myself because I just can't right now. And it's not because I don't care about you, not because I don't love you. It's because I'm loving myself and I have to get through this myself. And I always use this saying that Emily told me <laughs> that I'm not available for that. Always. I would always say it out loud, even if I didn't believe it. Like, oh, so-and-so is being ridiculous to me or they're being rude to me. I'm not available for that. I'm not available for the negativity. I'm not available for any of it. And I told myself, too, if I'm like, Jesus, I... I like fat sack in the mirror or I don't look, I don't look right or I just, I'm tired. Like I'm not available for that. I'm not available for the negativity. I'm not available for the 
the laziness. Mm-hmm. I'm only available for positivity. And I would say it out loud, even at, like at work, I would be like, I'm not available for that. And then my coworkers started saying it, which was funny <laughs> because Emily told me my surroundings would change more after I started changing. And I didn't believe her. Half the stuff she told me, I didn't believe her. And I just did them anyways because I'm like, I mean, she's always happy. She's great. So I have to try, right? And so you do it. And I'm not available for that. It was like, I still use that. I still say it. And my, my coworkers still say it. And so, like, it's so crazy to me learning it because you're like, there's no way to to set that boundary because you think it was just going to hurt everybody's feelings. I think that was my problem is I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I would always put everybody else's feelings above my own. And then I realized there's no other way. There's nothing else. That there's nothing more important than how I feel. So mm-hmm. I have to just not let, not be available for that. Yeah. And just like, even with the people pleasing stuff, a lot of people struggle with that. And a lot of yeah. people, they have no idea how, just how empty their cup is because they're taking on so much from everyone else and for everyone else. And these kinds of things manifest into low energy and just ill health because you can't like, it's so much stress and so much energy that you're taking on. How are you supposed to be able to fill your cup with, with nothing? And so that was huge for you too. Um, once you kind of started having more awareness around that, you were like, wow, I do this a lot. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> no, and it was really crazy because I'm like, that's a pattern I do all the time. Like, I, I would drop whatever I was doing, even if it was important for me, and I would do for somebody else. And then I realized, like, that's a boundary. Mm-hmm. I, I'm important, too. So this is my boundary. Like, I'm sorry, unless it's an emergency. Like, this is what I have to do. Like, things that are important to me, like going to the grocery store and at a certain time or meal prepping or going to the gym at a certain time like I would be like oh it's okay but now I'm like no this is a part of my routine my boundary is that I go and I do this every day mm-hmm. I do my personal little development in the morning no matter what because I have to mm-hmm. I have to do those things and because it's good for me and it doesn't matter what's happening unless it's an emergency like that's what I do yeah. and drawing a boundary for myself also gives me some like motivation to do it like I have this boundary or I have this rule like I'm not I'm not ruining it because look at how much I've grown Mm -hmm. and you notice people around you they're changing or they'll tell you like oh my gosh like you're so much more positive or you're you're happier like something's different about you which I got told a lot like something's different about you and I'm like I'm just happier like I feel free it's and even like writing it down journaling talking about it like having support like just having you to support me like yeah I have Amber or I have family but having you there someone who's been through a lot of similar things that I've been through and kind of fresh eyes that aren't right there doing it with me Mm -hmm. is so helpful too because you don't realize what's happening like I'll I'll be in the middle of telling you a story you'll write what I'm saying down and then after it you reflect on that you tell me something that I didn't even see in that whole entire topic or that whole thing that I was doing and it just adds more to my 
thoughts and it blows my mind more because I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about what I just said, mm-hmm. which Thanks. comes to being so much more self-aware of what I'm doing, which is so, so nice. Yeah, I think it's, I agree with that. Like I, I mean, I have mentors too and I need that support too so that I'm able to hold that space for my own clients and my own people. I have to have my unconscious patterns called out too. And it's not any different than anyone else. It's just that mine, we all repeat the patterns just at different levels. You're going to keep repeating that pattern, whatever pattern it is, whether it's um, negative self-talk or it's, um, you know, trying to find your emotional fulfillment in food and things like that. Like we're going to keep doing that, you know, here and there. It's just that you get better at managing it and you get better at it at every single level. And that's so important to accept and hold on to. And I also, I have to point out, I love that you said um, about boundaries and for anyone listening. At first, Shelby did not want to do this because she thought she was going to hurt people's feelings over it. And she she was just like, why would I do that to the people that I love? But here's the thing is that it's so important for you and your love for yourself. Um, you can't really serve the people that you love without boundaries. You can't fully serve anyone else um, if you're not serving your first self and yourself first and loving on yourself and filling your own cup. And so I love that you pointed that out. Like at first you you didn't you were kind of like, why would I do that? I don't want to hurt anyone. Um, And then you realized and you created your own definition of boundaries. And it just naturally started to happen for you. Because once, like, like we've talked about so many times, once that awareness is in front of you, that's when you start to see it. You know, before... When I had first mentioned it, you were like, um, okay. And then once that awareness was there for a little while and it created its own space in your life, then you were able to see it from the outside and you were at a net, like literally another level and you saw it from that higher level. So I. And it's so crazy because it's like, I didn't. You told me that and I'm like, whatever. And then a couple weeks go by, weeks, and I'm like, noticing the boundaries I'm placing without even doing it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm noticing how I'm acting. And that's, what's really crazy is I was like, there's no way. And then I just started doing it and people, people aren't mad. Like you think, so you always hear like, Oh, you can't help. You can't love anybody else until you love yourself first. And you just think that's just a saying, that's just a meme on Facebook, whatever. And then you actually get that point where like you start to love yourself and you start to like, start taking care of you. And it's not just like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym. and I'm going to have a nice body. Like that was my, always my thought. Like I have to go to the gym and I have to eat right. Like that's the only way that I'm going to get there. Okay. I did, I did keto for how long did I do keto for like six months and didn't lose anything. And it was because I have my, problems. I have these issues that weren't working. I did this, this diet and then I got high cholesterol I got high blood pressure, like on top of my thyroid that was already jacked up. Like I didn't know anything that was happening to myself. I'm just doing stuff because I thought like, oh, this is what I have to do to love myself again. And that's completely wrong. That's so wrong. 
it's so wrong. And it, it, and I never thought that, that was like a real thing. You hear people who have lost 80 pounds and they're like, you have to love yourself first. That's where it starts. And you're just like, yeah, well, all of myself, whenever I lose the weight, mm. all of myself, when I look good in the mirror. And that's such a lot because now that I've actually care about myself and I put myself first and I draw boundaries in my own life, I realize like now I can, I came to you after we, after weeks, I'm like, okay, I want to start, I want to start my nutrition now. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. It's not because I'm being forced. Like I want to do that. And then you were so gracious to do the things for me that I do now. And I've lost like 10 pounds and I'm like, just, I'm just going because, and I'm not even trying, like, I don't even go to the gym that often, but I just do what I'm supposed to do. And I, I'm happy. And I just, it just goes. And if I want to go out to eat, then I'm going to go out to eat. And I'm not going to restrict myself because I'm happy. I'm going to celebrate myself. And that's one thing that you taught me too, like celebrating things that you don't even think are important. Like getting an A in my class, like that's just normal. You're supposed to pass your classes, right? But you're supposed to celebrate that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Or just all kinds of stuff that you taught me. And it it really is crazy to see, like, the difference in me. And, like, Amber will bring it up, too. Is, like, you know, I don't care. Choice time, I don't care how much it costs. Emily's prices could go up to $1 million. And we'll make a payment plan because I don't care. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter because she's she's helped. You saved my whole life. Like, that's that's how I always refer to you. Because you saved my whole life. Like, I was in the deepest place of my whole life. I was never able to do anything or function. And I just thought, like, I'm going to be depressed and anxious forever. Like, that's just what my family is. That's just how it is. And that's so wrong. Mm -hmm. You just have to have that support. And it's so insane to me. Like, I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Wow. I'm so grateful too. And like, literally I could just cry right now, like listening to all of that. Um, because it, it really was whatever it was, we were meant to work together. Um, all every single week, just like us getting on our calls, it seriously gave me life. Cause I'm like on this journey with you. I'm like right next to you watching your growth and it's so fucking cool, dude. Like I just, every time I got off your, off the calls, I would call Matthew and be like, so update on Shelby. She's doing so good. <laughs> and I would just celebrate for you every single time. I'm celebrating, you're celebrating, and that's how it should be. Like, legitimately, I would do this for free because I fucking love it so much. And, like, I I could do it every single day, talk about it all day. You know how, how I get when, on our calls. I'm just like, all right, here's the plan. Let's do this. Let's do this. And let's heal some more. What what can we dive deeper into? What are right. What's going on this week? And, like, I remember what you were just talking about with, um, with like, the nutrition. And you said, like, you came to me after weeks. Um, that was my plan all along. Like I told you from the get go, we're not going to dive right into that right now because that's not what you need. And for some reason, I just knew that right at that moment, you didn't need all of that. And, uh, we needed to heal some other things first and that's what we did. And eventually you came to me and <laughs> it was funny because you were like, okay, so, I want to see, like, if we could, you know, start doing this. And I'm like, girl, let's do it. Like, you're ready now. And 
it was just kind of funny. And then um, just so many things that I can see that you've manifested um, over the last three months and without even realizing it, like without even having any clue. She just got engaged last weekend. What was it, last week? Um, And the day before that, we were on a call, you guys, and she said something about marriage or like, you know, if I ever get married... She said something, and then literally the next day, she gets engaged, and it was just so funny, and, you know, her and her partner have been getting so much better, too. You guys have made so much progress and um, around awareness and your relationship, and, you know, I want to kind of dive into that because I know in the beginning... And this is a little vulnerable for you, I know. But in the beginning, you were kind of scared. You were like, but what if I grow and, like, you know, something isn't lining up? I'm so scared of that. And I could relate with you so much on that level because the same thing happened to me um, with my partner. And I started to have the same fears, the same things were coming up when I was going through this on my end as well. And so I want to kind of dive into that. And how were those conversations? I know throughout your growth, you had to have conversations with her and you had to um, have boundaries too that you didn't necessarily want to do in the beginning, um, but you had to have the hard conversations. So For everyone listening, I know they're curious too because everyone that goes on a growth journey, personal development journey, things are changing around you. That means your relationship with your partner, your relationship with your family, your friends, your everything. So let's dive into that. I was terrified because I thought, well, what if I leave her behind? She's going to be left behind, Emily. Like, what if I grow and she doesn't grow? What happens? Like, and then I'm a whole different person and she doesn't know who I am and like, what do we do? And that's when you told me like your surroundings are going to change. Sorry, my phone okay. Your surroundings are going to change and things are going to be different. And I'm just like, oh, but I don't understand. So then things started to change and she just, it was the funniest thing because you told me that. And then like a couple of weeks later, she's doing things that I do and she's like, manifesting her own or writing in a journal or talking about her feelings and she doesn't communicate very well so I was just like this isn't happening so like I slowly watch her like just be like on this with me and then I would have to set boundaries with her too like okay you're frustrated I'm an empath I'm gonna feel what you feel and I'm gonna get frustrated and mad because you're mad and you're taking like your energy I'm getting, and then now we're about to be, like, on eggshells around each other. And that happens, and I can't do that. So I have to remove myself from the situation for a couple minutes. And even though it makes you mad or frustrated because you want me to be right there and fix you, like, I can't right this minute. Like, I need to get up, and I need to go. Mm -hmm. Fix myself first. Mm -hmm. And at first, she didn't get it. She was just like, whatever. And then... I get up like we gotten like she was getting frustrated and we kind of argued a little bit and I was just like okay I have to get up because I'm getting frustrated for absolutely no reason I come back and then we're able to talk about it and it was a lot easier that way than me just sitting there and us festering in this negative energy Hmm. so whenever like that was a boundary that I had with her I can't deal with it or when you start to get 
she gets real petty sometimes over stuff real petty and I'm like I can't deal with your pettiness right now like you're being ridiculous and she'll be like I just want to vent and I'm like but I'm not trying to hear your pettiness right now like I need you to stop because you're making negative energy for no reason and then she'll get it like yeah you're right because now I'm pissed off for no reason I'm like literally zero reason to be pissed off right now Mm -hmm. and so then it just kind of started going that way and and it was so real when you said that we're going to grow together and like as long as she's open-minded about it and she's like you know wanting to do it which I knew she was because she's the one who pushed me so hard to find someone to help me and then we saw you were talking about your coaching and your your three-month program and she was like just talk to her. That's all you, that's all you can do. Just talk to her. So when I did, she was like, okay, how much does it cost? I don't care. Let's do it. And we do it. And she's like, can we keep her forever? Because she's changing us. (laughs) Like she's changing so much. And like, every time, like we'll talk about something, I'll be like, oh my gosh. Okay. So this is what Emily said or whatever and she's like I just love Emily this is so great it's like she's like I'm getting free coaching through you like this is so great and it's so funny to me because it's like I really was terrified that our relationship was going to be just like at a stop because Mm -hmm. I was moving forward and I was paying attention to myself but in reality like me paying attention to me made our relationship stronger because I was able to show her what it's like to take care of yourself. And now mm-hmm. she takes care of her. She goes outside and go play disc golf and things that she loves to do that she would never do because she was just lazy or didn't want to get up. She's making boundaries for herself without knowing she's doing it. And like, I'll bring it up to her and she's just like, shut up. I'm like, do you see how you're moving more self <laughs> She's like, just shut up. It's you and Emily's fault. I'm blaming on Emily. I love it. Oh <laughs> it's my God. so funny. That is funny, and I think something that was also really helpful for you because, you know, all we want for our partner is, like, we just want to love them and give them, you know, the most help that we think that they need, right? Um, We're like, oh, that was some negative self-talk. I'm going to need you to say it this way, right? But we had a conversation about this before where everyone has the dignity of their own journey, right? Like you have to give them that dignity of their own process and their own journey. And we can't force anything on anyone because that just creates that kind of forceful, resistant energy. And, you know, most of the time, if you force something on someone, they don't want to do it anyways. Like they're not going to uh, want to do it when you're like, oh, you need to do this. This is what you need. You know what I'm saying? And we had that conversation. And I remember because there was just one, I don't remember what it was, but there was one thing and you were like, I just really want her to do this because I care about her and I care about, you know, her opening up and things like that. And I said, she will do it, but you can't be the one to make her do it or force her to do it. You have to do it yourself. And I said, you have to embody the energy. You have to be in that integrity yourself first. But then you will see her doing it. And you were like, okay, I mean, I guess, like, I'll believe you. (laughs) And then, you know, a couple weeks later, you're like, oh, my gosh, Amber's journaling. (laughs) Yeah, so, and you even told me, too, like, I don't even remember what happened, but I really want to talk to her about whatever it was. I can't even remember. 
and you were like, okay, but you can't come at her like you're telling her what to do or that you're, like, griping or, like, you can't come at her aggressively. Like, if you want to talk about it, you need to, like, somehow easily bring it up. Mm. And that's what happened. Like, it was it was literally – I really wish I knew what it was about. But it was just, like, something that we just came up with, like, a couple days later. Like, it just happened, like, naturally. And she wanted to talk about it. And it was so weird, so crazy to me how – it all happened and you said like that's gonna happen and it happened yeah and it was it was crazy I I can't remember what it was specifically but I do remember kind of giving you that awareness and saying hey why don't you just have a conversation with her about this and it was almost like you didn't realize that was an option you were just like you were you were afraid of something and it was almost like you you just almost resorted to an old pattern where you just weren't going to talk about or you just weren't going to say anything and i said how about we create a new pattern and we talk about it and sit down we bring it up i feel this way and i'm giving you the space to open up and tell me how you feel and i'm sure that that created such an open energy between you two and ever since then that was kind of where she started to really follow in the footsteps of like what you've been doing and what i've been teaching you and you've been able to teach her and i think yeah. that is the most beautiful thing just between you two like you have that and it's it's so amazing it's really cool, too, because even though she's not the greatest in communication, like, she'll still slowly, she's starting to talk about stuff, like, slowly she starts to tell me, like, she does have, like, a really bad approach with things. So, like, I know she'll be, she'll say something like, stop attacking me. And I'm like, all right, I know what she really means is I'm feeling like you're having an attitude. So I have to tell her, like, what did you really mean? Like, explain to me what you really mean before I get mad. Cause I can't, I don't want to get mad. <laughs> and then she'll be like, I know I didn't mean it that way. And I'm like, I know you didn't, but tell me how you really mean it. And then she'll be like, okay. And then she'll like realize there's other words that you can use, especially like vulgar words. Like I used to when we first got together, like don't ever cuss at me when we're fighting. That's a problem. I feel like that it just makes it that much worse. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to find that that's a boundary. And, of course, that never – it always occurred. We would always cuss at each other when we were fighting. But now it's a boundary we have. Like, we don't do it because it, there's other ways to express ourselves. And it makes the argument or the – more like the interaction a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like – It's so much healthier. Do, yes. And it makes me feel better. Like, okay, like, I might be frustrated, but – it is what it is. And, like, even remember, so I remember you told me. So I've had, like, this problem with my mom and my family. Like, my mother and me just, we butt heads all of the time. And I remember, and I still haven't done it. But I remember you told me to write this letter and to burn it. And I wrote a letter, and then my mom and I had that, we had a really big blowout. And the letter just did not correspond to how I felt anymore. And I still haven't done it, but I remember you telling me, like, have her do something also. That way y'all do it together. And it was so crazy. Like, I told her about it. I'm like, how about you just think about, like, doing this? Emily said, this might be a great idea. And she was like, that's actually a really good idea. I never thought about that. Or, 
like never thought about doing that. And that might be a good thing for me too, to just feel like writing this letter of all my feelings and kind of, so like at first when I wrote the letter, it was a forgiveness letter, but right now my rage is just so high that it could be, it would be real hateful. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think that was probably one of my biggest problems. And I think to kind of rewinding, like once, once you figured out, like I had issues with my mother and my father, like being able to talk about them, those, that really does root back to your childhood the mm-hmm. most. And why you have issues with either one and and the traumas you had with either one. That's what's so crazy to me is seeing like I had so many things happen to me and and everything with my life that I was like, oh, it's whatever. And then it wasn't whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and it's yeah. family. You would think family is always there for you, but that's not the case. And that's OK. And I had to come to the realization that it was okay mm-hmm. to not have this picture perfect mom and dad. Like that, that's one of the biggest boundaries I've ever had to draw was with my mom and my dad. And even though my, my dad, I always really had a boundary. Like my mom's boundary was, is, is a very new mm-hmm. thing. Cause that was the person that I would drop everything for. Mm-hmm. And then having the issues that we had and I realizing, like telling you what's happening and you realizing like, that's not healthy. I don't care who she is. Basically like that's not healthy for you mm-hmm. and me being able to like back up and see like that really isn't healthy. I'm, I know she's my mom, but she's not healthy for me right now. Yeah. And being able to draw that boundary of like telling her how I feel. And then she got pissy and mad because of how I felt, but that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. That's her problem. Right. And as long as I kept to differentiate between her problem and it's her issue, like it's not my issue that's what got me through that and that was probably the biggest hardest one but I feel so much more free though Mm -hmm. being able to like go through that and move forward through that which was really really cool to to see because I never thought that would happen like I thought forever like Mm -hmm. I would always be like okay well whatever she treats me like that because she's my mom like that's just who she is but that's not true yeah and I remember having that conversation with you. Um, and it was a very, very sensitive time for you, even right before um, that happened with your mom. And it was almost like, just like that other, that conversation with Amber, I kind of gave you that awareness, like, hey, you know it's okay to do this, right? And to make space for yourself and put you first. And it's almost like, You just have to keep reminding yourself, like, it's okay to give yourself permission to put you first. And that's kind of what that whole conversation was about. And um, once you realized, like, that you didn't deserve what you were going through. And, you know, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter who it is. You can still love your mom and not entertain her projections onto you and that was another thing that I just want to bring up right now is that we talked about this before it's so much easier to heal from things when you realize everyone has this Um, everyone has the suppressed trauma and things that we don't want they don't want to talk about and they project the energy and the anger 
and their own rejection, their own insecurity, they project all of that onto you. And this is another thing why what we had to work through with, you know, you sometimes feeling like you were a burden to Amber and mm -hmm. her giving you compliments saying, I love you, saying you're so beautiful, things like that. And I had to say, Shelby, you have to say just thank you and I appreciate you instead of, no, I'm stupid. No, I'm a burden. No, I no, you don't love me. And that was kind of the talk that it was beforehand. And that all stemmed from what? Your childhood and feeling unloved, feeling rejected, feeling like you were a burden. And um, gosh, when we dove into all that, like everything just opened up for you. Everything yeah. came up and out. And it was so freaking beautiful to watch. And it was so like tender and sensitive. But at the same time, it was like all of your strength and your power and like just all those beautiful things that had just been waiting for you all this time to like, hey, Shelby, we're ready whenever you are to come out. And you did. And it was because, you know, going back to the childhood trauma and all of that and where it stems from. We have to get to that stem, that root, because without all of that, you can't you can't really move forward with the health journey and the fitness journey and all that. That's just the surface, you know, and it and it it was so funny. We had a conversation about that. We and I said, Shelby, do you still believe that, you know, all you need to do is get healthy and go to the gym? And you were like, girl, that is not even like close to what this is, you know, and that's okay. what everyone thinks at first. It's like, okay, I need to hire a personal trainer or a coach because I really need to lose weight. And just that sentence is so silly at this point, right? Like, it's like, no, that's not all we need to do. So it's just so beautiful. I remember too, I was one of our, I think it was our first or second call. And you told me to watch that Tony Robbins video on Netflix. And I like, I start watching this and he asks this girl in the, in the sh um, show, he's like, you know, why are you here? And she's like, well, I just want to lose weight. And then he asks her the same question you asked me, like, he gets, I don't know how he starts the conversation, but he's like, okay, well, who did you seek more from, your mom or your dad? And then it just all started stemming from that, and I was literally bawling, like, this is, this girl in front of me is me right now, like, mm -hmm. she she thinks that this is all she needs, and it's not, and once you realize that, it's so insane to me, You you really don't realize it, like, you don't, the self-awareness is insane. And I don't know, like, where you even learn this stuff from, but, but like, knowing it is insane. And then people ask you, well, how did you do it? And I, you try to just tell them, and they're just like, no way. Mm -hmm. No way, no way. And I'm like, okay, well, you believe what you want. But it's so much easier now because now that I have went through all of the insaneness that you made me go through it's like <laughs> it's like so i don't get mad anymore really like i don't get i get frustrated but i don't get like pissed off mad for no reason like i don't i don't want to like do stuff i don't i don't want the 
the bad things in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. Like I surround myself with all kinds of stuff. Like I was telling my best friend Casey the other night when we went out to dinner and I was telling her about it and I told her the same thing. Like Emily saved my life and she was like almost in tears. Like I can't, I can't even tell you. She was so proud and so happy. And her husband was like, I'm so glad you found her. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs help. And Mm -hmm. it's so true. And it's really cool too. Like when they ask about it, because you don't think people are going to ask about like my coach. Mm -hmm. Right. I I talk about you all the time and this is what my coach tells me, but someone, your friend asks you about it and you tell them she saved my life. This is what happened. This is the stuff she does. And for them to be like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. It makes it so much more sweet. Like you're like, this is, this is real. People really are proud and happy and see a difference in me and see a whole different person. And bringing that up, you're like, it's working. Mm-hmm. Like, Amber can tell me, really, you can tell me all you want. But people from the outside, like, even when Amber does tell me, like, it's working. I'm like, really? She's like, I can see a change in you already. Like, I can see the difference in you. And then going to work and people telling you the same thing. And, you know, being around Casey, who I don't see every day, she tells me that too, you know, like this is working and you're different and you're happy and you're, it's better. Mm-hmm. You're better. And, and I think the one thing that I can say is even though you, so you told me so much and I thought like, I, I don't remember when it was probably like two and a half months in, maybe two, two months in, I was like, okay, I'm Okay. I don't have to do this anymore. Like, I don't have to do my personal development or write in my journal. Like, I'm just not going to do it. A couple weeks go by and something happens. And I'm like, I start freaking out, right? I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, my gosh. And then I had to, like, stop myself. And I'm like, you know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You need to just stop and, like, journal through it, talk about it, get through it. After that, like, I always meditate now. I always got to have my journal because I realize that if I don't, and I stay sedentary. I don't, I don't do anything else. Like I'm just plateaued by that point. Like I, 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 what am I supposed to do? I can't grow anymore. Mm -hmm. So being able to continue to do what I'm supposed to do, even though you think like, Oh, you're fine. Mm -hmm. It's really just cushion for when something happens, you're already in this mentality of knowing like, this is what I'm supposed to do when things happen. This is what helps me stay way less anxious and way less depressed is Mm -hmm. making time for myself. And, like, mm-hmm. continually filling up your cup because you're not fixed after this. Like, right. you're not just, oh, okay, I'm done. It's a continual journey that I – and I had to learn that because I just thought, oh, I'm just going to stop. Yeah, that's not thing. I remember when we talked about that, and I yeah. that's what I told you. I said, well, the, the point of these tools are not to just heal you. It's to prevent – Things from happening like anxiety attacks, um, depressive spirals, and just things like that. Like we don't want those things to happen. We have to keep being mindful of the things we're grateful for and our affirmations and kind of like our day-to-day. We have to keep reflecting on those things because, you know, those same patterns that got us into that mindset are going to get us back into it if we don't continue with 
um, our newly found habits. And I just remember us having that conversation. And I think that was before whatever that was happened, because I don't think we talked about that. Um, I just remember talking to you about that and you were like, okay, yeah, like, I'll make sure that, um, you know, I'm preventing it and then I'm doing it. And maybe, um, maybe it was when you went through that with your mom that you kind of were like, okay, you know, I need to keep doing this stuff. I need to continue on my prevention tools and stuff like that. That's kind of what I call it because for me, that's what it is. And um, that's the only reason that I will journal even every day. I don't necessarily enjoy journaling. I actually don't enjoy writing. I obviously enjoy talking because like <laughs> I, I have to do the videos and all that stuff. Um, but I do the writing anyways because I know that it will prevent those spirals from happening. And for anyone listening, like I think that is one of the most important things. Even if it's 10 minutes in the morning, five for meditation and five for your personal development. Even if it is literally 10 minutes, you know, I'd rather take like 30 minutes to an hour because that's really helpful. It it starts out a really wonderful day, but if you can't find 10 minutes, you know, to have some time to yourself and read or do something that is helping you personally grow, then like you need an hour if you can't even find find 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Do you agree with that, Shelby? Yeah, and I really feel like, and this is kind of vulgar, but that's bullshit if you can't find it. I told myself the same thing. Like, I don't have time, Emily. I don't have time to do that. I work 12 hours and I work and I can't do that. That's bullshit. Yes, I can. Because what was important to me was that. And so I made sure to get up and do what I needed to do to make myself feel better. Like my thing that always made me feel better was taking a shower every day, taking a shower. Like that's my time. I always feel better. What's adding 10. I add 30 minutes. What's adding 30 minutes at the end of my routine to sit in my office and write and, Mm -hmm. and meditate and just take some time for myself because when I don't do that is when my days are not good. Mm -hmm. And so now that it's such a habit, I'm like, there's time. It's just, what's more important to you? Like 30 minutes of sleep or 30 minutes of like a, of a personal development. Like that's, that's how I feel about it is. There's, there's always an excuse for everything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to the gym because of this, or I don't want to get up because of this. I don't want to cook dinner because of this. Their, their excuses are just that they're not things. Do you, I used to do the same thing, mm-hmm. but then when I would eat, I eat my meal prep, I feel so much better because I, I eat something bad and I feel nasty. But if I eat my meal prep, I feel better. Mm-hmm. If I do my, my personal development, I feel better and I'm able to conquer my day a hell of a lot better than if I was to not because I don't have the tools and the calmness almost Mm -hmm. to do it. So I just feel like making that time, it's always so important no matter what you feel like you said, writing. I don't like to write in the journal every day either because I feel like I'm just writing what the same thing I wrote yesterday because nothing new has happened. Right. And whatever, but I'm like, I have to write this because it makes me feel better. Mm Mm-hmm. And it helps so, so much. And as like, 
silly or dumb as people think it is. It's really important. And I even told my cousin the same thing when we were talking. I'm like, write about it. She's like, but I can't write. Like, I don't, that's not for me. Okay, well, what is for you? Can you tell me, like, how what works for you? Talking out loud. Like, what are things that calm you down? Do those things. Do mm-hmm. things, because obviously what's right for me and you isn't right for everybody. So I just, like, urge whoever's listening to, like, find what's easy for you to do and what's helpful for you. Is it writing? Is it typing it in your phone? Mm-hmm. Kind of the same way you figure out how you learn. Is it kind of the same way you figure out what's going to help you every day? Mm-hmm. And I feel like once you start there, even if you don't want to have a coach, you can just start there. Mm-hmm. Google stuff. Like you told me, Google ma- Google meditation and Google self, self, self-improvement, self personal development, mm-hmm. things like that. It really is helpful. And it's crazy how helpful it is in your mindset. Because once your mindset changes, everything changes. It's so crazy to me. But it's so true. It's so cool, right? It's like the most interesting process. Mm-hmm. And it's long as shit though but it's yeah, good it never ends it never yeah. ends and that's actually the beautiful part about it um that you just get to keep growing and you no longer have to be stuck and where you felt like you were before um so Shelby I'm so thankful that I got to watch that journey and see you and stand with you as you grew and just be there throughout the process for you and to be able to support you, listen to you, and basically just guide you one step ahead. It's People yeah. think that when you hire a coach or you're with like a therapist or whatever it is, that they're like 20 steps ahead and they're so much further ahead. But the truth is, is like me staying in integrity is just me healing myself and being a couple steps ahead of whoever I'm helping. And then you get to be, you know, a couple steps ahead of whoever you're helping. And it's just that ripple effect. So, you know, I'm really grateful that we got to do this together and then we'll be working together for another three months. So I'm so freaking excited for that. Um, a brand new journey. This journey is not going to just be a healing journey for you. It's it's all kinds of stuff that you've got coming up. You're moving. Yeah. Amber's starting a new career. Like all these cool things are happening for you guys. You guys are getting married. Like just a, a new journey for you and I'm excited to step into that with you so thank you for being here I know everyone got so much value and information just from this hour alone we were on here for 50 minutes so thank you oh, for wow, being like here <laughs> and oh, uh, I am going to go ahead and end it here but I love you so much thank you for coming on today I love you too Ha, 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 ha.